Welcome to the Mind for Success podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Leving, and I love seeing business professionals, leaders, and entrepreneurs have massive success in their businesses. Are you ready to reach a higher level in your business? Are you looking to rise to the top and break through the barriers that are holding you back? If this is you, join us on the Mind for Success podcast as I interview other business professionals, leaders, and entrepreneurs who share their success stories with you. We're going to talk about tapping into your highest potential to easily achieve your highest goals. Before we begin, remember to subscribe and hit the notification button right now so you will be notified of every new episode. Take a deep breath and listen up. You're about to embark on a successful journey to help you break through to those higher levels of success. Now, welcome to the show. All right. Hello and welcome to the Mind for Success podcast. I am your host, Kimberly Leving, and I am so excited today to talk and introduce you to Chris Miles. I met Chris on another platform and um, he is, I was just really fascinated by what he does. He's an expert website investor. Um, He's a blogger. He's an entrepreneur. um, He loves passive income. And, you know, that's the goal, I think, for a lot of folks. And uh, I'm going to let him tell his story because I love it. So thank thank you and welcome to the show, Chris. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Kim. I really do appreciate you taking the time to have me on. But just to answer your question. Yeah. So um, when I first got started, it was just kind of just me and my wife in the very beginning, in the very beginning. And, um, you know, we had jobs, but they weren't the greatest paying jobs in the world. Uh, we were kind of, you know, I used to call them J-O-Bs or just overbroke because we're just making just enough money to pay the bills. And if anything ever catastrophic happened, you know, something happened to the house or car or whatever, you know, we'd be you know, in that statistic, I think there's a, a statistic out there that says that, you know, a lot of uh, 70% of Americans or something can't take a thousand dollar emergency without going into debt. You know, we were, that was where we were. And uh, I didn't necessarily like it, but that's, we were just kind of trucking. That was just the, the way that, that it was, you know, that's just kind of what we thought life was at that point. Then we found out that we were pregnant with our first son. And mm. when Benji popped up, my wife expressed to me that she wanted to stay home with him full time. And I remember telling her, like, we can't afford that. Like, you're nuts. We can't do we can't do this at all. Uh, you gotta at least work part-time. And she was like, no. She sat me down and said, You need to figure this out. And I was like, oh. So I had to put on my big boy pants pretty quickly. And I went online. I did what most people do. I Googled uh, how to make money online, came across a lot of garbage, a lot of uh, success pool out there. Um, I tried a few things, not a, none of them really worked very well, but I did eventually stumble upon blogging and uh I was able to launch a couple of sites, and within about 18 months, I was able to have a quitter job. Uh, about two years after that, I was able to quit my job. So um, now we've been doing this, you know, laptop lifestyle now for about four years now, and and we're still doing pretty good. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, and I mean, there's so many people. I just think there's so many people. This is something. What you do, and I want to have you explain that a little bit to the audience, but 
I was really fascinated by it because I think I had heard of it, but it was just like, eh, that's not for me. And so I probably deleted it from my brain. Yeah. And then I ran across you and I was like, this is really interesting. So, so just talk a, more specifically a little bit about what you, how you actually make money blogging. Yeah. Yeah. That's an excellent question. Um, it's a great industry in my opinion, and I'm all about passive income. I'm all about uh, getting a return on investment, you know, not just with money, but with time as well. And uh, in my opinion, blogging is one of the best ways to do that. So essentially what I do is I create what are called niche websites or uh, a niche is kind of like a topic for a site. So like bowling is a niche, golf is a niche. Um, so you just I just pick one. And usually it's one that I, I like. I'm probably already doing quite often and it wouldn't be too much of a stretch for me to talk about it on a website. So based on the topic that I choose, uh, I start answering common questions in that space and creating articles around it. And these articles are well-written, you know, they are the kind of articles that, you know, as soon as you land on it, I have the answer to the question right there at the top. And then I, and then I try to hook the reader and say something like, if you want to know the details of how this actually works, then continue reading or something like that. And then you try to get them to stay on the page as long as you can by delivering good value and answering the question as thoroughly as possible. Um, when you do that enough for enough topics for individual blog posts on your site, then you start to uh, work with what Google wants as well, because they're trying to get people the answers to their questions. You know, anytime you go to Google, typically you're Googling a question and looking for an answer. So anytime you can work with what Google wants, then they're going to reward you with traffic or people to your website. So you do that enough, you can get that traffic up to, you know, tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands yeah. of people per month. And there's money, once you have people coming to your website, then it's up to you to just, you know, figure out a way to monetize it, right? And to make some money with it. And there's a number of ways you can do it. One of my favorite ones is affiliate marketing. Um, that's just partnering with other brands and then promoting their products. And then also you have display ads. Those are those like annoying little pop-up ads when you go to a website. Right. You know, you can call them annoying, but you see them on every site because it's effective. It makes money and it works. And uh, that's probably the two main ways that I monetize my sites. Okay. Okay. So, so question for you. Yeah. Um, is so you talked about website investing. You're a website investor. Is that the same as what you just just described, or is there something something more there? Yeah, essentially. So what I just described to you was how to start a website from scratch, like you know, going to uh, GoDaddy.com or somewhere and buying the name of your website, which is called a domain name, and you buy that, and then you just start building a site on it. Um, that's how you do it from scratch. Now there is a certain aspect of investment with that as well, because when you know what you're doing, you can throw money at it to have it grow faster and get your time back, right? So something right. that I do is um, I have writers who write articles for me. Um, I do a lot of the research as to what articles they need to write, but then I send it to them and then they spend the time to write the article. So um, normally when I seed a website, when I'm just getting it started, I'll probably come up with at least 30 to 100 ideas for articles. And then once I have those ideas, I literally just ship them off to my writers and usually get them back within a few weeks, a month or two. And then once I get those articles back, post them onto the website and just let them go. So because I'm paying those writers, there's a certain amount of investment that's uh, needed there. And um, because I got to pay them for their time to uh, do that article, but because they're doing that, I don't have to do it myself, right? Because the, the writing portion is probably the 
most time consuming part of the entire uh, content creation process. Um, now, that's one aspect when coming from um, from scratch. But another aspect of it is where you can buy websites that are already in motion that are already getting traffic, mm-hmm. already getting income, because you know it's an asset that's generating revenue. So it's basically a business, right? So as long as you treat it as a business, you can buy and sell businesses. So um, I can find a website. Uh, I just recently bought one. Actually, it was making about twenty-five bucks a month. You know, so it wasn't making like a decent amount of money, but that site was worth about a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred bucks. So I just paid fifteen hundred dollars to do that. And I already get a site that's making money and um, that has some traffic. Now, all I got to do is just go in and make my little tweaks and change this and change that, increase the uh, articles on the site, and then uh, try to make more money with it. And then after about four to six months, I should be able to get this up to a few hundred dollars a month, if not a few, if not a thousand or more dollars per month. At which point, that thousand dollar site that I made is probably worth anywhere from thirty to forty thousand dollars at that point. So you're kind of investing early on just to grow the site. But then once it reaches a point where it's making uh, good money month in and month out, you can then sell that business off. It's very similar to like flipping houses. I was just thinking this. So this reminds me of flipping houses or flipping anything really. I was at a, I was was at a um, thrifting this past weekend, just side note. And I found an old typewriter that uh, I plan on flipping. (laughs) <laughs> so, nice. so little, but, but that, um, I think it's fascinating. So do you have to know, answer this question. Do you have to know about a lot about SEO and websites to be able to do this as a business or are there resources out there that can help you? Yeah, there's a decent amount that you would probably like to know when it comes sure. to that, because it's, well, we talked about, um, like flipping houses, right, Kim? So you go to, you know, you look at a house, maybe you're driving by, you see a house for sale and it's like dilapidated. It just looks terrible. You know, you're like, I don't want that house. Right. But a web, not a website, but a um, an investor might look at that house and be like, you know what? I can change this. I can move that over there. I can fix this. I can plant some flowers or whatever. And now I can increase the value of that site. Um, so I essentially do the same thing. So it would be helpful if I knew how to change the gutters and change the flooring and I mean and all sure. that kind of stuff within the house. It's the same difference with your website. Um, SEO, honestly, is not as difficult as people make it seem because it seems like this big nefarious, like, oh my gosh, SEO, or you know, for those of you who don't know, search engine optimization is what SEO means. And you're just optimizing your articles so that they are e- more easily found within Google. Um, I like it to a uh, like a library. You know, you go to the library, you're looking for a particular kind of book. You punch it into the computer, it gives you like the Dewey Decimal number or whatever, and then you know where to go in the library to get it. Well, we are creating our Dewey Decimal system with our websites and then letting Google come out and find it so that it can present it to the right people. So um, a lot of the things that you need to know about SEO, for the most part, is to find a good keyword that you can rank for because you can't just rank for anything. You have to make sure it's something that's within your wheelhouse for your website. And then once you found a good word, you put that word in your title. You put it into your URL or the the structure of the website. Or so if you go to like www.kimleving.com slash, you know, whatever, make sure it's in that portion of your uh, website as well. And then also include it in the first 100 or so words of your article. And then naturally throughout the rest of the article, don't over-optimize it. Don't put it in there unnecessarily. Make sure it makes sense. Remember that you're writing this for a person and not a computer. 
And once you go through that, that's about 60 per 70% of SEO right there, um, especially for what's called on-page SEO. So once you've done that, you've done a big part of the job and just finish the article, make sure it looks nice and then move on to the next one. Okay. Okay. That was huge um, and helpful because I, that's probably the simplest explanation of SEO, like you said, that I've heard because uh, just like you said, I I hear so many times um, that it's complicated and it's difficult and that's how it's, that ha- that's how it is in my brain or has been up until <laughs> this point. So I appreciate yeah. that. It can get complicated if you wanted to, but uh, usually for beginners, you know, I just try to teach them the basics. And uh, once you do it enough, you start to memorize what it is because you're just trying to set up your site to where Google can easily read it and give it to the right person, right? And Mm -hmm. once you've done that, you kind of just let Google do its thing. And so don't over-optimize by just putting the words, you know, some people will say, you know, maybe they're trying to rank for how to make a cup of coffee. And I'll say, this is how you make a cup of coffee. When you make a cup of coffee, you do this. So while you're making a cup of coffee, that doesn't work. And Google will actually penalize your site mm. if you do that too much um, because you're just trying to scam the system. And that's not what they want you to do. Right, right. They want you to create real value, I'm Correct, guessing. yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm curious with, you know, because I know your story with building it up and you had a family at home. So how did you how did you delegate your time to this or how much time did it take in the beginning to growing the blog with your family and all the you were working you said you were working also like how much time did that take yeah it was it was tough it, was, it wasn't the easiest thing to do in the world <laughs> um you know i had a 9 to 5 but it wasn't really 9 to 5 you know it rarely is yeah. um so, I mean, I would leave the house around 7, 7.30 in the morning. I probably wouldn't get home till after 6, you know, that evening. So, you know, I'm gone for 12, you know, 10, 12, 15, sometimes 15 hours a day. Plus, I was on call all the time. I was wow. the only person in my office for, like, 50-mile radius. So, if anything happened, I was the one that had to go back and, and, and go and fix it. But, um, so, yeah, it was a lot of time that was required for the regular 9 to 5, but it wasn't it wasn't enough. Right. Um, yeah. Plus I hated the fact that I was missing out on my family's life. Uh, I'll tell you a quick story, Kim. Um, I remember when my son was, uh, I think he had just started saying a few words and um, he said something, I, to be honest, I can't remember what the exact word was, but for the sake of argument, let's just say it was blogging or something. And he said blogging. And I was like, that's exciting. You know, I had, I was like, oh my gosh, he said something. So then I picked him up and I ran him to my wife and I was like, look, he, he said it. And I tried to prod him and he finally said, blogging you know something like that and my wife looked at me and was like oh yeah that's cool he's been saying that for about a week now and I was like ah oh that 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 one that was the knife and twisting right there (laughs) you know so uh that's when I kind of realized that okay I need to find something that's going to allow me to have more time get more time freedom when you're working on nine to five you're trading time for money um I need to find a way to create resources that generated money for me whether I was working on it or not, you know, and uh, when you build a website, you know, I post an article, people just like this podcast, right? It's available 24 hours a day, seven days a week for whoever, whenever they want to find it and listen to it. It's the exact same thing with your blog. You know, you're creating this content and it's there forever to be consumed, at which point people are looking at your content. At that point, you can uh, find a way to monetize. So, I guess to answer your original question, all of that, when I realized that, that whole aspect of trying to create uh, an income source that can work without me, um, 
I kind of changed my mindset as to what I was working on. And I realized that I was mm. building something that was bigger than me. So I just started working on it really, really hard. I probably would, you know, wake up an hour earlier and try to work on stuff, maybe stay up an hour later. At this time, Benji still, or my son was still uh, probably having the hardest time getting through the night. So when I was mm. sitting there just holding him and trying to keep him, whatever, I was watching a training or I was reading something and trying to just fill my mind with as much as this as possible as I was continuing to blog. So probably an extra you know, hour or two a day, you know, for a while. Um, but then when money started to actually roll in and became significant money, you know, not just, you know, money to, you know, uh, pay for dinner or something. We're talking about paying a cell phone bill to paying the light bill to paying the mortgage, you know, it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And uh, once I started seeing the money come in like that, then I was, I started devoting more time to it. And it became a waste of time to go to work <laughs> at that point um, at my regular job. So after about, you know, maybe two years from the time that I had started it, I handed in my resignation and was like, you know, what? let's just go ahead and give this a try. Worst case scenario, um, I'm able to stick at home with the family for about a year or so. Um, we have built up a little nest egg of money. And yeah. um, that's, that's I hadn't had to worry about that in the last four years now. So we're doing yeah. pretty good. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I'm, I was reading in your bio, um, some of your keys to success. And I know uh, just noting the very first one about paying off debt and providing. Mm -hmm. So um, just talk, if you don't mind, talk a little bit about that, because I feel like right now, especially people are in a place because the economy is not the best, right? Yeah. Um, inflation is high. And so people may be dealing with some of those debt type things going going on in their lives. Yeah. So paying off debt was, was huge. Um, one thing I didn't mention before was that I had accrued like over 30 or so thousand dollars worth of bad credit card debt. And um, I was, you know, high interest. It was just a terrible time. Um, but I couldn't do anything about it. I was just making the minimum payments because that's all I could afford. Um, so when the site started making money, um, I would literally just take almost every cent of it and just throw it onto those debts, throw it onto those debts. And once I finally paid it all off and I had like zero credit card debt, like I remember thinking to myself, wow, I actually have a positive net worth now. You know, mm. <laughs> I was I was like, yo, this is this is crazy, you know. So um when it comes to interest, you know, I mean, I try to make it, I'm allergic to paying interest, especially high interest, you know, so I still use credit cards all the time. I've become a bit of a credit card snob. So, uh, you know, I have, you know, a credit card, I put everything on it, but I just make sure that I pay it off every single month, even if it hurts, you know, yeah. because yeah. It, it needs to, because uh, I don't want to pay any interest because I like to do the points thing and all of that fun stuff. And the second you start paying interest, you start negating all of your gains, you know, when it comes to that. So, um, I just make sure that I paid off all of my debt and make sure that I pay it off every single month, even if I'm like, I don't want to do it, you know, or something like that, because it's just going to build up and build up and you need to know how to manage it. So uh, paying off debt was huge. Um, I tried to pay off smart debt. So, for example, we still have a mortgage, but it was because it was at like a, a rock bottom per, uh, interest rate. So I was like, I, I would do better having my money invested somewhere else like in a website or in, in maybe not the stock market, but like uh, index funds, you know, and things of that, right. that, that nature. So uh, you know, I'll just make sure that it was there. And as long as I'm making that seven to 10% in index funds, I'm, and then making a lot more really with the return on investment for investing in these websites, then I'm always going to come out ahead. Uh, so um, I went ahead and just doing that one day, I'm going to pay off the mortgage and we do have uh, a rental property. So um, we're just working on probably chipping on that a little bit. Uh, other than that, you know, just paying off down the debt and creating more assets rather than liabilities. 
Yep, I uh, completely agree. And um, there's a lot of mind. So just going into the mindset piece, there's a lot of mindset mm-hmm. that goes with that. And I think whenever you're struggling with a lot of a lot of debt or a lot of payments, it uh, it can affect your mindset and how much you're able to bring in as well. Yeah, it can make you desperate. Yeah, um, that's it. I was, <laughs> I, was uh, I was in a similar situation, you know, when I when we were on all of that debt, I, I we considered bankruptcy for a second, you know, just like, I don't, there's no way that we're going to pay this. Um, when Benji was born, we didn't have the greatest insurance in the world. So I was left with like a $9,000 hospital bill, mm-hmm. you know, and I just, I didn't know what to do. We, we, we were pretty much lost. Um, and I think because my back was against the wall at that time, that blogging had to work, you know, yes. it, it wasn't one of those, because I had tried other stuff, Kim, and it, a lot of them didn't work, you know, or maybe they made a little bit of money, but it wasn't enough to continue going with it. Uh, But blogging actually had a decent return. I stuck with it and kept going. Yeah, I love that. Um, It sounds like you stayed consistent. It sounds like you um, stayed focused on it. And I love that you just said, you know, your back was up against a wall because that's what (laughs) motivates. It literally is what it propels people um, to move forward when they feel like they're in that tight spot, as long as you don't stay in it, it's healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that because, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of artists, you know, like who make music or whatever, they get to a point to where, you know, they, they may have struggled growing up and it inspired them to make all of this great music. You can say the same thing about like uh, times in the sixties and the seventies, right. When, you know, in the fifties where times were just tough, man, but those time periods produced some of the best music ever because people were just being more creative. But then sometimes you get to the point to where, okay, now you finally made it and you, you don't have as much, you know, uh, going at you. And all of a sudden your creativity kind of suffers a little bit or is not right. doing as well. Um, so when your back is against a wall, you have to create some type of motivation that's going to keep you moving forward. Mm. If you're doing it just to make money, it, it's you're gonna you're gonna give up because the money's not gonna be there initially. Um, you need to keep doing it because either one, you love it and you just you, that's the only thing that you want to do, or two, it it has to work and you have to have a motivation, a why, a reason why right. um, that it needs to be done versus just letting it happen. And my yeah. big why was trying to spend more time with the family. Yeah, I love that. And honestly, if you're only doing something just to make money, that's a, it's a lower level energy. It's a scarcity thinking kind of thing. And uh, it it doesn't sustain you and doesn't keep you. It's hard to stay consistent when you're coming from that place. Yeah, you do need to, I mean, having that big reason why I think it's a big difference for uh, how I was, I had other businesses that just didn't do well. Like I used to buy and sell clothes online. I used mm-hmm. to buy and sell computers. I would kind of do this kind of similar to you trying to do like a little arbitrage type thing. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and I would always just get, you know, bogged down with the fees and stuff. I used to do it on eBay and I would buy a computer and then try to fix it up just a tad bit and make it look nice and then try and sell it. And yeah, excuse me, I would sell it for a decent amount of money, but I had to give eBay like a huge percentage of it. Then I had to give Mm. PayPal a huge percentage of it. And at the end of the day, the money I was left with, I was like, this isn't worth it, you know? So um, you have to have a big reason why, and it's going to force you to keep moving forward, even when things get tough, because they will get tough. Right. And it, you know, what's interesting is it sounds like those beginning days uh, really probably inspired you to do what you're doing now because you found a better way to do it, or at least a better way for you. Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. of flipping, like you're flipping, you went from flipping computers to now you're oh. flipping websites. So 
it's a smarter, smarter way to work. Yeah. You, you know, you'd be surprised. A lot of the people who have had success, I mean, I've read a lot of books and seen a lot of uh, other success stories and everything. And rarely is someone's big success their first go at it. You know, right. usually it's their seventh or eighth chance at going at it. And usually, even though those first few chances didn't necessarily work out, you still learned a little bit each time so that when you finally got to that 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 one opportunity that really took off, it's a culmination of everything that happened previously. Absolutely. And so you, you don't really, don't look at it as a failure, look at it as um, maybe, maybe not, maybe it is a failure, but it's a failing forward. You know, you're failing toward the next thing. You just got to not give up. Right. Um, the wonderful thing about our business is that you only need entrepreneurship to work once. You know, if it works mm. once and it takes off, then you're pretty much set at that point. Um, but, you know, a lot of times people will try it a, two or three times. Oh, I, I can't do this. And then they just go back to the doldrums of, you know, the, their, their cubicle. <laughs> so, right. uh, you know, if, if you, you got to hate that life if you really wanted to ch make any changes with it, though. You do. And it, it is a transition. I mean, I know that with the work that I do, it's a, it is a big transition to go from employee to entrepreneur. And uh, you, you do have to have the right mindset in order yeah. to do that. It's not for yeah. the faint of heart. I'll, I'll give you that. It definitely is not. It definitely is not. And I, I occasionally I'll see, this is a side note, I'll see somebody actually create with their business another job. Um, yeah, which, yeah. Yeah. But it is a and, job that you can decide when to work on, which is- Yes. You know, so I do like that aspect of it. But yeah. uh, that's why I try to invest in getting help, virtual assistants, writers, whatever. So now it's it's much uh, more advantageous for me to pay them to do it than for me to do it myself because I value my time a little better Absolutely. than what I did in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about um, some, you had some resources uh, for people to check out. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so um, I have a podcast called the Blogger Evolution Podcast. So be sure to go check that out. Um, be sure to subscribe too. So that's, that's, that's my baby. And uh, it's a great podcast that basically shows you how to do a lot of the stuff a little more in depth than mm -hmm. what we were talking about today. Um, especially if you just want to get started. It's a great industry to start blogging, start, you can start blogging with like 20 bucks. You know, it's very, very cheap, low barrier of entry. Um, so I definitely do recommend go check out the podcast. Um, one of the hardest things too, when it comes to trying to come up with a podcast, uh, sorry, with a blog is trying to come up with a topic. You know, we talked about golf and bowling, all that fun stuff earlier, but what's the perfect one for you? So I do have a training that actually shows you exactly how to do that. And it's at bloggerevolution.com slash crash course. So if you can, you know, check that out, it'll help you choose a niche. It's free, you know, just check it out and it'll help you choose your niche so that you can get going with your, your business online. Awesome. Well, we'll have those resources linked in the show notes of this. So I just want to thank you for being on today. Um, lots of great info, an industry that I think I was aware of, but not really until I talked to you and I just find it fascinating. So um, thanks for being on and to our listeners, go check out those links, um, download some free resources and check it out. This might be something for you to to earn a little extra income or maybe even turn it into a career. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on, Kim. Really do appreciate it. You are quite welcome. Thank you for being a part of the Mind for Success podcast. 
If you've enjoyed this episode, I want to invite you to go check out a free training that I have at 4hourresults.live. It's a training that I have on how you can increase your sales, move yourself or your team into massive action, and break through the plateau of your growth. And again, that free training can be found at 4hourresults.live. I hope you found massive value in listening today. Please always leave your comments, feedback, or questions. We check them all, and I want you to go achieve massive success and make sure you join us again next week. Have an amazing day.